What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, I sat down with an entrepreneur, salesperson, and now business coach who's helped out anyone and everyone from real estate agents to business owners. Welcome to the show, Josh Gilby. All right, welcome to the show today, Josh. How are you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? Good. I'm excited to have you on. I know you've, you've got a, a ton of value to share with our audience. Uh, you know, anything from how to take your business and life to the next level to personal branding. Why don't you start off, though, by giving our listeners and viewers today a quick background on who you are and how you got to this point in your life. All right. So I, um, I actually started as, well, I'll take you way back. So Let's I grew do it. up in a uh, yeah. So I grew up in a uh, a small town in Tennessee, the smallest town in Tennessee, um, and so grew up there. And then um, played, you know, played basketball. And I often say that's basically where I got my commitment from. Um, and so played basketball. I was pretty good at basketball, but I knew like once I graduated, I wanted to. Um, I wanted to move to a bigger city, so I m moved to Nashville, got a job as a bank teller, and that's where I really started to fall in love with sales. Like, that's where I learned how to sell, um, and how I learned how to sell was when I got there, there was a, there were three other uh, people there. They were older, and uh, they did not. I asked them, you know, what do you guys not want to do? Like, what, wh what's, what's one thing that you do on your day-to-day -day that you don't like doing? And they said, we don't like selling we don't like getting people to open accounts and whatever so i knew okay that's what that's that's what i'm gonna do and so i just started like really really um getting focused on getting people to open accounts and i was and i realized that sales is not really selling someone something sales is just problem solving so i would ask the right questions um and see what kind of problems that the clients were having or the people that would come in the customers and then, so I was able to take the bank up to like, I think it was like number two um, in the, our region or whatever. And it was very last when I, when I started. So I, I realized, you know, like, hey, sales is nothing to be afraid of. It's actually something you can, you know, I, I was like, man, I'm changing people's lives to do this. I'm bettering their, their lives. Um, and so then I got a, I was like, okay, well, I want to start getting paid even more, you know, for sales. And so I Googled one day, like how to make a lot of money in sales and real estate popped up. So from then, uh, I've always been a very much like, like I said, committed or action taker. So I, I immediately um, started, I, I went and got my real estate license like that week, or I started the courses. So, you know, I started uh, the process of getting licensed got licensed, um, started out in real estate. The first three months was not good. Didn't sell one house because I didn't know anyone. And, uh, that's and normal though, right? Like you shouldn't, yeah. you know, most agents aren't going to close the deal in the first 90 days. It just doesn't happen right, a lot. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So definitely normal. Um, but I just, I, I, for me, like I, I had, you know, I was like, okay, I had no business. I was, mm-hmm. Yep. And so I was door knocking, calling, all that good stuff. But I met a guy at a coffee shop. He was talking about real estate investing. 
And um, and this is where I, this is why I talk about boldness a lot. So I coach a lot of my coaching clients, and and like my message is be bold, be confident, believe in yourself above all else, because that has led me to a lot of opportunity and money, but most importantly, the opportunity and the impact. Here's why the bold person will always stand out. So I'll never forget the guy that I met at the coffee shop. At first, he was very standoffish. He was like, hey, I talked to a lot of real estate agents, whatever. But by the end, the persistence, I just kept on adding value, adding value, adding value of not really knowledge, but just showing him the persistence and the work ethic that I was willing to put in. Um, But he 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 even said, you know, like, I I, I see something in you. So he, he started, like, coaching me up, training, being my mentor. And he's the reason why I flipped my first house. Um, all I, so I, I, my sales and my, uh, I, I flipped my first house all within about 90 days from there. So not the first 90 days, but 90 days from the time that I met him. And so I've all, from then on, I've always preached like, Hey, be bold, be persistent, be confident and get around people that are doing much better than you. And so that's kind of like been my motto and I'll, and, and you know, I think business and the keys to building a successful business, I often say it's the hardest, easiest thing you will ever do. It's a mm. mix, you know, because it's I like easy. That. Yeah, yeah. So it's like easy because you know, if I just can, you know, stay consistent. There's like these five to ten little things that you listen to every top entrepreneur. We're, you know, we're all gonna say like the same things, and yet there's so much. In between those, it's like the little, little detailed things that many people just forget about. And so if you can break down the little things while having those five to ten personality traits, you can break down the little things and then you'll, you know, ultimately that's that's the easiest, hardest thing. The easy thing is the five to ten uh, foundational things to believe in yourself stay consistent the hard things are not letting those uh small little detailed things fall through the cracks yeah that's just kind of an interesting point because I, I feel like that's true with a lot of things in life like um and i'm wondering why what your take is on why it's that way like you know and, and agents know what they need to do to go out and sell more that's that's the easy part but then being consistent and doing them right that's the hard part and you could like you could apply that same concept to health, relationships, right? It's 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 not rocket science, but then why where where do you think people struggle? Like why why is it so hard? Why why is it hard when it's easy to know what they need to do? <laughs> yeah. So I, I I talk about this a lot. It's they don't like I would say many people don't deem it necessary. So they we we are Ray, or we are trained to live in a gray area. We are trained to live a middle-class life. Like that's just what society trains you to do is you don't want too much. Don't, don't be too much. Don't be too excessive. Don't be too aggressive. That kind of scares, you know, you don't want to scare anyone. You don't want to be too much. And so many people translate that to their prospecting. They translate that to their business and their personal lives. Like we don't want to be too much. Even like this is getting a little extreme, but it's I mean, it's it's actually necessary to bring this up. But, you know, you many traits that are traits of the successful people. 
if you were, if you were going to have those same traits in school, they would say you were ADD and you need to go get on medicine. And so, and, and so like, we are, we are kind of like, sh- society will shrink you down and make you think, hey, it's okay, you're doing enough. You're doing just, you're doing enough to get by. You don't want to do too much, do you? And that stuff starts getting contagious. And it, and, and it actually, it becomes part of, of your day-to-day of, hey, you know what, what I'm doing right now works. I, I, I have a lot of conversations, like, weekly with people, and a lot of them say, you know, the f- within 10 minutes of talking to them, they're like, hey, it's okay. What I'm doing right now is working. It's okay. But never of, I don't know, what, is there more? Could I be doing more? It's what I'm doing right now works. It's working. And then there, there's a uh, three to five percent of those people that say, I always want more. And that's how you, that's the three to five are who you want to run with. I want to prospect more. I want more business. I want my life to be better. No, it's never good enough. I always say the, the, the recipe for cooking up an amazing life and business the recipe is more. That's it. You need that ingredient of that, that desire to want more. I like that. Um, do you think, do you think, how, how do you think you get that? Do you think it's people just have that or they don't, or, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of thought there's, there's all sorts of different trainings and programs and broker setups for real estate agents, team setups. And I kind of think no matter what is designed or presented, people are, people are, people have like a financial thermostat and they're, they're gonna, you know, do deals, increase their business, uh, based on that thermostat. Like, like they're not going to really stray too far above or, or below it, no matter what they say yeah, they want. That's- <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, that's interesting. I mean, and and you're right. It is it is true. Um, I I can't take credit for this. I wish, but I was listening to a uh, podcast where David Goggins said something that really like marked me for ever. I think, but he said, like, we have governor or cars have governors, you know, and 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 the car can go 200 miles per hour, but the governor on it says we're only going to let it go or we're only going to let the car go 150. And he said, humans, like we have governors on us as well. So right when things start getting hard, your governor sets in and you start to shut down, you start to shut off. And that's the best way that I've ever heard that like described was people, people run from, it's, it's really a secret. Once you get down to the root of it, it's, it's an insecurity of we don't want to fail, okay? So we, when things start getting hard, we don't want to show out. We want to shut down. And so, but really when, when things start getting hard, that's when, that's when the time is to, to uh, show out, you know, as, like, as I often say. I mean, look at like Tom Brady, uh, LeBron James, whatever. When most people get nervous in the fourth quarter, they're looking, they're, you know, whatever. It's always the ones, it's a select few that say, no, this is, we, th- we actually want this. We, the harder, the better. And, and I think, I wish I, I wish I could answer the question on do some have it and some don't, because I've actually went like back and forth 
with that. Like, I'll, I always say, like, no, it, you can always have it. But then, like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, it, it, I think upbringing, you know, your, your background, your upbringing, the way you were raised definitely has a lot to do with it. Um, if you were raised to be silent, you know, like, don't speak until you've been called. You know, you're kind of real silent. And when you're silent, you don't want to talk a lot and whatever. And then the others who have, like, like me, my dad never was around. He left us when we were a little, like, when we were little. And um, when I was a little kid, he, he left. So it always made me, like, I'm going to show him what he missed out on. And so everything that I've ever done in my life, I've been very obsessive about it. I mean, and it, it's, it's been costly. Um, but, you know, I think the minute that you are just okay is, is, is the minute that you, you live to exist. You know, and I think even a lot of entrepreneurs, like, they live to exist. Like, give them their check, and they see it as a job. The, it, going back, I'm kind of answering my own question or getting, getting off uh, topic here. But when you when, – when you have to you have to stop looking at it as a job, you know. And I'm I think uh, real estate agents some some aren't, but many are bad about this. They look at it as a job. Well, I just sell real estate so I can get that commission check, so I can pay my bills. The difference is you got to look at it, and I think anything I've ever done, I've looked at it as an art. So when when it's an art, it doesn't feel like work, and I can do it. I can do it over and over and over and over and over again. And that and I always say obsession leads to consistency and consistency leads to confidence. And once you're confident, you can do anything you set your mind to. Well, I, I think the, the, you know, whether it's a real estate agent or just an entrepreneur or really anyone, you you need to find a deeper reason, a deeper why sometimes it's it's because your back's against the wall because of something that happened to your life or like in your case you know you've you want to show your your father what they missed out on sometimes it's you know you you've had great examples of in your life uh, whether they be parents or mentors of of what's possible at higher levels and so it's like you want to achieve that but i think you know, at the core of it, you need to find a reason to become obsessed. And, and then yep. if you can do that, the success will happen because you'll, you'll have the staying power, right? You'll like, like the easy part. Yes. It's knowing what to do. The hard part is just being consistent. And I think that's how you get to the root of the hard part is finding that, that bigger purpose or the, or what that, you know, what that work will achieve for you in the end. Um, Cause it's not, yeah. it's not just about money. It's, it's about what it will allow you to do. Um, yes, actually, or feel. I would even go on to say like, when I was, when I was working money, when I was working for money, 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 it was, the, it was the most unenjoyable time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're, because you, the more, the more that, the more that I started helping people find purpose. And that's the other thing when finding that fire is a lot of people say, well, I don't have the background. You know, I hear this. Well, well I, we just got different backgrounds. That's why you are you and I'm me. But that's okay. There's still something in your life that you can use that will help you and that will help you find purpose in your life. And, and, and if not, if not, 
the at bare minimum, you should want others, you should want to help others change their lives. You know, you should want to better society, better other people's lives at bare minimum. And so when finding something, you know, that, you know, many people like to set goals, few actually n know their purpose. And, and we're just not like really raised to know per it's different you know many times i'll say what's your purpose in life and they say oh to be a millionaire i'm like no 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 not money i'm not talking about like purpose is when you die and people are at your funeral what are they gonna what are they gonna you know the three or four people talking in a circle everywhere what are they talking about yeah are they uh, you know what i mean what did you what legacy did you leave what what did you build what are people gonna be now people are like okay he passed away. What are they missing out on? The, the value that you added. That's that's what purpose is. Yeah, and I think the you know the millionaire status or income or whatever uh, that that could be the byproduct of yeah, achieving that purpose, it. or or it could be how you achieve your purpose, right? Like maybe you're gonna do great things with your your you know church or charities or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, you're certainly in a better position to do that if you have money. So I think I think the money is either the, it's either the byproduct of of you serving out your purpose, or it is a tool that helps you serve your purpose. Certainly, certainly leads you to more resources. Correct. So, uh, I think for me, it just the more mature, the less the less I use money for marketing. That's what I really want to get at. Like that's. That's I think that's what I've I did I, I just now realize that here on like right now I'm just realizing that as I'm talking about it but that's what it is it's the it's less money for marketing using it as a marketing or a, a, to build my brand and I can say I've been guilty like at some point of using money as a as a as a marketing like oh um sold this amount, done this, done that, like where what I use for marketing now is the live, like other people's testimonials of lives I've been able to better. And that's, that's, that's much more fulfilling to me. Yeah. That's, that's a, a great point uh, to bring up. And, and I, I think we're seeing more of that in general in today's, uh, you know, the, the the, the kind of top brands and salespeople that you see out there. I think maybe five, six years ago, you, you saw a lot of that uh, kind of marketing where it was about the results on the money. And um, I, th I think COVID maybe made people take a shift on that and just being locked down and pandemic. I, I certainly saw less of it. So it's refreshing to hear that. Let's talk about branding for a second. I know you're, you're big on on helping people really know and establish their brand and um, you know, what do you, what do you think is important as a salesperson or someone in real estate, um, when you kind of go out and, uh, you know, define and, and promote your brand? Like how does, how does someone go about that? Your brand, your, your brand is the most powerful part of your business other than you. So like it's not the houses you sell, it's not anything else. It's it's the story that you tell that connects people with you. 
That's your brand. Like it, it's it's what connects people with you. Your brand can, it, your, is a way to build or get eyes on you so that people can actually know you. And so like I, I see this a lot in real estate. People promote like, oh, just sold this house, just sold, you know, one, two, three Main Street. Well, that's great, and, you you know, that's good. Talk about your wins and stuff like that, but no one really cares about that because they're, gonna, they're not going to do business with 123 Main Street. They're doing business with you, and so I often say when building your brand, uh, this is one of the most key. I usually just tell this to my coaching clients when I'm talking about branding, but I'll, I'll say it now. Is the key to building a brand is most people look and they say – I. Like they, they, they'll find another real estate agent or someone else and they say, oh, I love their brand. I want to be like that. So with me, when I was building my brand, when I was building my personal brand, I thought, what could I possibly, um, what could I possibly do to challenge people? That's how I'm going to get more eyes on me. If I can challenge, and let's just say if you're a real estate agent, how can I challenge buyers? How can I, you know, because right now, let's just say, People are talking about recession, recession, recession. How can I add more value than just talking about the obvious? And being able to do more, always go above and beyond 100% of, of the time is what's going to build and grow your brand. Because right now, there is a lot of, there, there is more people than ever that are becoming entrepreneurs, real estate agents, they're building their brands. What, there's more competition. And that's good news. That's good news because it, it, it's going to help you not become lazy or it's going to help you not become average. And so I love it. And I love, like, like I often say, COVID made a lot of people become entrepreneurs. That's great. And so I think with your brand, the number one thing you've got to focus on is I'm the niche. There's not another Dan. There's not another Josh. There's not another, there, I mean, you are you. No one can be you. I could get blue TV screens. I could, I could get the whole setup. And guess what? I still would not be you. And so your, your brand is just a way to, to uh, get that out to the, the public, your audience. And so the number one thing, if you ask me, what's the number one thing with your personal brand, what would you give people? I would say be different. Be different. Do not, in a, do, not do what everyone else is doing. Just be different. So if, if, if I drop a video that says, hey, you should only buy with 3% interest rates, you know, you should drop a video and say, no, this way. You know, you have to challenge your audience. Be, be able to challenge your audience, but be different. Yeah, I agree. Um, with, the, with the market shifting and, and for real estate and just recession in general, how, how, are, you, how are you specifically coaching your, your clients now? Like, what, what are you telling them as, as we go through these you know, I guess uncertain times is, is the easiest way. No one really knows what's going to happen, but mm, right. Um, I actually just done this like with each of our coaching clients. I made a fourth quarter playbook. One, but one of the big things is, well, first of all, all every real estate agent that's watching, you know, it always has like I'm like I try to wrap my head around. I think it's peak season. The reason people say this, but Typically, all real estate agents, their best quarters are second and third. And hmm. yep. I, often, <laughs> I often relate to 
my business and all my coaching clients' business as a sporting event. Okay, what's the best quarters you need to have in order to, to, to win the game? You hope, for, you hope four quarters, but let's just say you can only have two quarters. You, can, you, you want to have a strong first quarter, and you want to close out with a strong fourth quarter. So I never, like, it, when people are taking off, you know, many real estate agents, I even know they go on vacations in November and December. That's the time to double down on your business. That's the time to have your best quarters yet, first and fourth. The point is, within that fourth quarter playbook, there's a very important question. What did you do in the first, second, and third quarter that did not work? And then I ask them, okay, what did you do that did work? And whatever worked is what you're going to put hyper-focus on. And the thing that I create within all of my coaching clients is I, I, as I detach from dabbling. I help them detach from dabbling. Well, Dan has a cool show. He does podcasting. Maybe I should do a podcast now. Maybe, you know what? I've seen this ad. Maybe I should do this now. And I think that's one of the most ineffective, unsuccessful things you can do is dabble in business. Find something that works, double down on it, and do it in a great market, in a bad market, in a normal market, in any market you do. If you master something, you've got to become great. You become great at something. You're going to win no matter what market there is. I don't really put attention on marketing. I put attention on the fact of mastering your craft. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. And I, I love the analogy too of like the first and the fourth quarter because I think that's naturally when most real estate agents have the least amount of business. And, you know, if, if you put in more work at the end of the year and the beginning of, uh, you know, the next year, like you're going to have the better spring, the better summer, like those busy times. And, you know, a lot. So, so I think if, if you're less busy than you've been, this, just be like all business owners, right? Not or entrepreneurs, not just real estate agents. Like use that time to, to do exactly what you said, like focus on the things that, that worked, do more of it, you know, maybe add some new things that, that you can experiment with. So, you know, I, I love that analogy, particularly for, for, uh, for real estate, because like, you know, your, your March, your March, you know, April, May, June business is going to be determined by the amount of work that you're putting in December through February. <laughs> yeah. And I would, I would say too, like, like a lot, most people, most people get in this cycle, especially like real estate agents, they get in a cycle because it's, it's worked and they've, they've made a couple hundred grand for the last 20 years. Why change it? And so like, once you can realize like, the real elevation comes, the real level up comes when, when you master the, the uh, psychology of this business and, and you master the mind. When you master the mind, that's when your business starts to level up in more ways than money. When you master, when you master the mind, you can actually start accomplishing things. That's when, that's when you start finding purpose. There was, um, I've worked with people that are uh, 50, 50 and up before, you know, for, uh, in their 50s, and they find purpose just now. And, and, and it's because, it's because they, they, they become a deeper thinker. And so you got to think deeply about your life and your business. And, and, the, and the deeper you can think, you know, I, I, I call it overthinking versus deep thinking. Many entrepreneurs overthink. 
they, 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 when you overthink, you train yourself to talk yourself out of something. Deep thinking goes straight to the root, and you can, you can make that decision. Entrepreneurs have to be, become great decision makers. And when you overthink, what happens is you burn time. You need to, you need to shrink time from idea to execution. If you can shrink that time down from idea to execution, you have an idea, um, brand idea. You know, I want to create this piece of content. The average person talks themselves or thinks about it so much until they talk themselves out of doing that. That one video could have made you a lot of money. I don't know, but maybe. Or you, you um, could have made like 10 videos in the time that you thought about it and like one or two of them might have worked great and the other eight no one watched, but who cares? <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like I used to, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something like I'll give you a, an actual like applicable or a, a real life story speaking of like podcasts and stuff. Like I used to, I used to take a long time because I was busy or whatever. I would take a long time for like when, when people like, let's just say people would reach out and say, hey, be a guest on the podcast. I would take, I would take a long time to the point where they really didn't care to have me on anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and so even today, like I was, I have coaching calls and I'm sure you do too. You know, like we, people are busy, whatever we all are. But I had to think, man, like I've still made that a priority because what I used to would have or what uh, who I used to be was like, OK, is this podcast going to make me, a, you know, a million dollars? No, whatever. But now I'm a deep thinker. And now I thought, no, no, no. Integrity more. I don't think money, time, anything. I think integrity. I think uh, example, being the example, setting the example, honoring your word when you the most powerful thing you can do is keep your word. And and so as a business owner, too, if you want to really promote your brand, keep your word. Right. That's, you know, and that has nothing to do with an Instagram grid following anything else. You are your brand. You keep your word to all of your clients. Guess what? You have a very important. You have a very impactful. You have a very opportunistic brand. And so that's the big thing is just like is it's again, it goes back to that mental. I People say like. Mindset is 70% of it. I literally think it's 90%. It's what, it, it's what gets you, it's what keeps you taking action. It's what keeps you excited. It's what keeps the fire lit inside of you. It's what, it's what keeps you challenged, empowered, encouraged. It's, I, I think it's 90% of the battle. Hmm. I agree. Well, uh, Josh, this has been amazing. I always like to wrap up with a hyper fast round. If you are ready for some rapid fire Q and a here, let's do it. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Uh, fail fast. So, so don't, do not worry about doing something to perfection. Do it to make progress every single day. So go and experiment, okay? You got, like you said, you got 90 days. You're probably not going to close a lot of deals in 90 days, period. Go experiment. Go try. Go fail. And be okay with fail. Uh, be okay with failing. But, um, and then also get make sure what you're doing, you're doing it for the long term. You're not just going to do stuff for quick business. What's a mistake that you see successful entrepreneurs making? dabbling oh successful successful mm. entrepreneurs people that are already yeah. successful successful 
Oh, Correct. um, I would say be, I would say uh, successful entrepreneurs too much pride and ego to to keep the learning curve going. Good one. Uh, what's the biggest challenge you've had in business, and how did you overcome it? Challenge all the time: consistency, staying consistent, staying focused, and staying disciplined, and believing that what I'm doing matters, and what I'm doing is going to matter regardless. Like, okay. Uh, podcast, you know, you have a hundred views for 20 shows. Okay. So I'm challenged consistently like, okay, is this really working? But now I've tricked my mind, you know, I've tricked my mind. And I would say the, the biggest challenge would be, we get faced with it every day. The biggest challenge is, is having a realistic mind. People are taught, even in school, they teach, you know, be realistic, be realistic as entrepreneurs. You have to be unrealistic. You know, you have to think that you can do anything and everything that you put your mind to because you can. And so that's a daily, daily challenge. What's one thing that you are doing in your business now or coaching people to do now that you weren't doing uh, or coaching them to do a year ago? I think I was somewhat coaching this, but I'm just putting I, I just really ramped it up is playing offense. So in a great market, in a great market, all entrepreneurs, no matter what you're selling, cars, houses, whatever, they got comfortable with playing defense, letting the leads come in. And, and, and if you really, really want to take your business to the highest level, you got to be an offensive player. You know, at the end of the day, you can be really good at defense. And what's the score? It's going to be zero to zero. An offensive player, you're scoring. You're going to make things happen. You're seeking opportunity. And your life is much better with a packed schedule. And, a, and, and when you play offense, you fill your schedule up real quickly. Awesome. Last one. Where do you see yourself five years from now? Uh, books. Books. Uh, more, more speaking engagements. Um, more, more of what I'm doing right now, I want to I wanna ten times it. Uh, I love, love, love. I've found my purpose in life that I will do. I will do for the rest of my life. This is my purpose. Um, and a great way, real quick, a great way to decide if if you're if you're doing it as a job or purpose is if the number one question that I want you to ask yourself is, would you do it for free? If you would do it for free, you're in your purpose. So just what I'm doing ten years from now is the same thing I'm doing today, just at a much, much higher level. More people. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Josh. If people want to learn more about your coaching or just connect with you, what should they do? Uh, definitely DM me on Instagram. I um, am very active on Instagram. It's at the Josh Kilby, T-H-E-J-O-S-H-K-I-L-B-Y. Um, I'd love to connect with all of you guys and uh, just send me a message regardless. I love building my network and connecting with as many people as possible. I call it my little community. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Josh, to all of our listeners and viewers. Thank you for tuning in. Please leave us a comment or, or rate us, give us some feedback. We always love that and share this with other people that can benefit from learning uh, from Josh as well. Thank you. And we'll see you next time.